In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sometimes when we come together for events that are special in our lives, we ponder and we reflect on questions that we may ask from time to time. Some are major events like weddings, milestone anniversaries, perhaps even special birthdays. Others might be joyous celebrations that launch us on our way, like graduations, being hired to work at a job you have been dreaming of since you were a small child, or even being appointed or elected to some office, be it a national or international organization, or even a simple, small church vestry. When those times occur, and sometimes they circle back around, we often ask questions about life. What is the meaning? Why do we exist? Do I make a difference? And sometimes it is even the deep question of who am I to do this task or to write that book or to even stand up for this particular cause. Funerals, taking part in saying an earthly goodbye to our loved ones, be they relatives or just close friends, is another marker in time when we gather and perhaps ask some of the same questions. And funerals, the burial of the dead, as we Episcopalians call this service, is not only about our grief, at someone's dying, but is also filled with joy and expectation as we remember and recall the promises of our blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is in words of Jesus, and also from our other readings this morning, that we begin to understand, though not fully, what this all means, or at least grasp at a hint of all the age-old questions that we sometimes ask. Our passage taken from St. John's Gospel is one of the most moving in the whole Bible. We find Jesus going to Bethany, a town just outside of Jerusalem, because his friend, Lazarus, has died. And as Jesus is coming, he is greeted first by one sister and then the other, Martha and later Mary, who doesn't appear in our lection, our reading for today. And each of them wonders why it took Jesus so long to come see their brother. If you would have been here, my brother would not have died. And we, like Martha and Mary, sometimes ask, maybe perhaps we tell God, why didn't you act right when we needed you? Why didn't you come to my rescue or to my mother's rescue or to my child's rescue? And Jesus gives Martha the response, 
that we read a few minutes ago. I am resurrection and I am life. It's also what we began this service with. But the story continues with Jesus weeping at Lazarus' grave, with the bystanders who are mourning with Mary and Martha, commenting on how much Jesus loved Lazarus. And then, finally, with the greatest miracle recorded in the gospel, Jesus raises Lazarus from the grave after he had been dead for four days. It is an astonishing episode and one that we should keep in mind today and in the days to come. Now, there's a remarkable similarity right now, and it is that this is the story of two sisters. And today, we come to remember two sisters, Liz and Sue. Martha and Mary both believe and trusted in Jesus, even though they might not have been all too pleased with him for what seemed to be a late arrival. Liz and Sue, from what I have heard, believed and trusted in their Lord and ours. Martha makes a profession of faith that Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ, the one who not only has come into this world, but came and is changing this world. For Liz and Sue, each service that they went to, and every time they prayed and said the words of the creed, they professed that they believed in the resurrection of the dead, the resurrection of the body. They professed, just as Mary and Martha, the other two sisters, professed. And Liz and Sue came to believe and understand. St. Paul, in our reading from Wisdom, gives us insight from the same side of, we could call it a common coin. Wisdom reminds us that our souls, the essence of who we are, that which animates this body is cared for and nurtured by God after we die. We speak about people going to sleep in Christ, being in peace with Christ. And part of that image comes from here in wisdom. Liz and Sue, their souls, the very things that made them who they are, their laughter, their generous nature, the things that we remember and hold close in our memory, all of that, their souls are resting with God. And God is looking over them, taking care of them. And St. Paul reminds us that the love of God passes all of our limited understanding. And the depth and the power of God's love continues throughout this life and into the next. Because not even death, perhaps the most dreaded and frankly scary thing that we may ever 
go through, not even death, can separate us from the love of God that we have in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is in that love that Liz and Sue and you and me also experience Christ. And in that love and in that experience, we learn two things, two very important things about what living in Christ looks like. The first is that we grow and become wholly dependent upon Jesus. Jesus reminds us of this when he tells us that I am the vine and my father is the vine grower. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. And if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And the second thing to remember is this. There is a peace that passes the understanding of this world. It's a deep and lasting peace. It is one of the gifts that Jesus gives to his followers. Just before his crucifixion, in the last hours he would spend with his disciples, Jesus said to them, Peace. Peace I leave with you. My own peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Therefore, do not let your hearts be troubled. And one day, we know not when, but we look for it with faith. Liz and Sue and all our other friends and family members, everyone whom we have loved, will be resurrected. Now, Resurrected or resurrection is a very churchy word. And sometimes I think we get it confused with other words. Jesus Christ on Easter Day was the first and so far only person to be resurrected. And there was a change about him, a restoring, a making whole. The restoration was so complete that until the disciples learned to see, to truly see, they didn't recognize Jesus at first. Now, Lazarus, as well as others who were raised from the dead, were not resurrected. Lazarus died again years later. And so then did some of the other people whom Jesus raised from the dead. Liz and Sue have now died and are with the rest of the saints who await this resurrection. On that day, Sue, Liz, Lazarus, even Martha and Mary 
and all the others will be awakened. And these bodies that we are committing back to the earth, back to God, will be restored, will be made whole without disease, without the fear of aging, without worry and tears. Because Jesus, our Lord, was crucified, died, was buried, and was resurrected on Easter Day. And because of that, we too, like Liz and Sue, look in anticipation for theirs and our own resurrection. This is part of what the Christian hope is. And it is something that all Christians look forward to while we are here in this mortal life. Several years ago, I went to the funeral of one of my professors that I had worked on my doctoral degree with. His funeral was at St. Thomas Church, Fifth Avenue in New York City. And the preacher there that day reminded us that Jerry, my professor, hated the phrase goodbye and would jokingly say that it was a theologically unsound word at best. Jerry liked, see you later, or till we meet again, or his favorite, and I can still hear him saying it in my ear, see you later. Today is not when we say goodbye to Liz and Sue, because you see, we will meet them again in the future. Now, I never met Liz nor Sue, but I too look forward in hope that I will meet them soon. Rather, like Jerry used to say, this is where we really say to them, till we meet again, or see you later or whatever loving phrases each of you said as you took leave from one another. Because of their faith, and ours too, we trust and hope for the day of resurrection for us all. That is why we sometimes say that this is really an Easter service. That is why there is white linens on the altar, and why this candle The Paschal candle is burning here to remind us all of Easter Day. As we move into our prayers, let us therefore commit these two sisters into the loving care of God. He has already been doing that. And let us also commit our own selves to reaffirming the answers to some of those deep questions about life and our own significance in this world because our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ loves us too and loves us deeply and because we are all here to please our God and our Father. That is why we were created. And let us look with great anticipation for our own resurrection and the restoration 
of all of this created world. Liz, Sue, we'll see you later. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.